0: the U.S. government, rumored to be covering up the existence of extraterrestrial beings and UFOs ever since the 1940s when a flying saucer crashed into the desert in Roswell. In today's video, I want to tell you about the autistic man out of the UK who was single-handedly responsible for quote-unquote the largest military computer hack of all time and how it relates to a potential U.S. government cover-up of UFOs. Which brings me to a man named Gary McKinnon. Here's what you need to know about Gary. When he was growing up, about 12 or 13 years old, he himself had a UFO sighting that he cannot explain to this day. This light went across from almost vertical to the horizon in about three to five seconds. But it was moving in Brownian motion, and they thought, oh, what the hell can move like that? And this UFO sighting led him down a deep rabbit hole where he became fully obsessed with UFOs and the existence of free energy technology. Now, if you don't know what free energy technology is, it's basically how people think that UFOs or anti-gravity technology would work. And so in the 1990s, Gary, he was an IT worker, and in his research of UFOs, he had heard a tip how NASA employees would sometimes take photos that happen to have a UFO in it. They would actually Photoshop these images and airbrush out these UFOs before releasing them to the public. And so in the early 2000s, he got the wise idea that he would use his tile up modem to try to hack into NASA and look for evidence of free energy technology and maybe potentially a few of these airbrushed photos. And so what he did was he wrote a very rudimentary Computer program and all it did was it would scrub the database of all the different usernames of people who worked for NASA and the Pentagon logging into accounts that either didn't have a password set or had the word password as their password. You know, say you scanned 50,000 machines, 5,000 of those might talk to you. 500 of those will have black passwords so you can then log on and have a look on the network. And sure enough, in 2001, he got in. He was scouring through the different images, the different folders, and he came upon a folder that looked like it had before and after images of process photos from space. And because he was using dial-up internet connection in 2001, loading these photos took a little bit of time. One of these photos he tried to open and as it was about halfway through loading, line by line, he started to see the outline of a craft that was cigar shaped and above and below it, he could see two geodesic domes. Now, as this thing was loading, someone realized that he was accessing photos on their computer and he saw the computer cursor move to the corner of the screen and log him out so he couldn't remotely access this person's computer anymore. But undeterred, Gary continued. In fact, he made a routine out of this. He would come home from work every single night, light up a joint, get really high and start going through these people's computer files. Which brings me to the next thing that he found that people in the UFO community still talk about to this day. And this is an Excel spreadsheet that was titled non-terrestrial officers. And when he opened this document, he saw names of multiple ships that were apparently in space with a bunch of non-terrestrial officers. Unfortunately, he says he was too high to actually remember any of these names to this day, but nonetheless, this is an Excel spreadsheet that pointed to the existence of supposedly a secret space force that was carrying out missions in space. Now, as fun as all these hacking tirades were, it all came to an end in March 2002, about five to six months after 9-11 happened, where one night he wakes up with officers standing at the end of his bed who now wanted to place him under arrest for what they are calling the largest military computer hack of all time. According to the U.S. government, he hacked 97 different computers, Cause caused over $700,000 in damages. Now here's where it gets complicated. Gary was in the UK, so the government couldn't necessarily just kidnap him and take him over to our country. They had to extradite him with the consent of the government in the UK. It really is. They're really bloody awful. It's had a lot of psychological effects. I don't even discuss my family and some of this stuff. The U.S. government basically said to Gary, Gary, if you cover the cost of you coming over to the U.S. and you stand trial, we'll give you the minimum sentence. You'll face three to four years tops for the crimes that you committed. Now, Gary, scared for his life, decided to one-up them. And he said, if you guys extradite me to the U.S. and make me stand trial and go to prison for this, then I'm going to tell everybody exactly what I found. Things like the document he found with the non-terrestrial officers and the photo of the UFO. So the government, they call his bluff and they say, all right, you wanna play hardball? We're gonna get your government to forcefully extradite you over here and you're gonna face the maximum sentence now. If extradition does go ahead, Gary could face 60 years in an American prison. And so this right here started a 10 year legal battle between Gary and the US wanting the UK to extradite him to stand trial. And after about 10 years in the year 2012, Theresa May of the British government decided to completely block the extradition altogether. Because around 2012, Gary had went to a doctor and the doctor diagnosed him with Asperger's syndrome, which is a mild form of autism. Mr. McKinnon is accused of serious crimes, but there is also no doubt that he is seriously ill. And they concluded that because he has Asperger's, if he was known as a cyber terrorist in a foreign country's prison system, he might be at risk for committing suicide. Mr. McKinnon's extradition would give rise to such a high risk of him ending his life. And because of this, the UK said, we don't want any part of this and they blocked his extradition to the US. I have therefore withdrawn the extradition order against Mr. McKinnon. As it stands, Gary is a free man still living in the UK. And after this all went down, the US government said it wasn't even a big deal at the end of the day, because he didn't really find anything that was super classified to begin with. And even Gary himself said that maybe the picture of the UFO I saw was actually just an experimental satellite in Earth's orbit. But you gotta wonder if it really was not a big deal, then why on earth would the US government spend 10 years trying to get this man extradited just so they could put him away in jail for the rest of of his life? The answer to that question, we may never know, but here's what I do know. Gary McKinnon's story to me stands as the tip of the iceberg to the rabbit hole that is the secret space force. And this is something that I definitely am interested in going deeper on in the near future. So make sure you're subscribed. And if this story blew your mind, then just wait until you hear this one right here about the time Tesla secretly fired his death ray and caused the largest explosion in history. Go check it out.